Well, welcome to the Emmanuel's Advent Podcast. This is actually the last podcast in this very first series of podcasts we've ever done. And I am joined, I'm Jason Peterson. I'm one of the pastors here at Emmanuel. And I'm joined by Tina Hoffler. Hi, Hello, Tina. All. And what'd you say? Hello, all. Oh, I think it's like <laughs> something like Noel, which should be appropriate. Oh, Noel, Merry Christmas Noel, all. as well, yes. <laughs> and Dan Swartz, Hello. Uh, our pastor of young adults. <laughs> things and beards i believe and beards it was yeah. that's right and a strong proponent of pineapple on pizza <laughs> i want to uh thank you guys for being a part of this this has been really fun it's gone quickly uh and hopefully this is the first of many of these sorts of things that we do uh but it's been really really good and i thank you to all who've also kind of tuned in for these and given us feedback on them mm-hmm. and we'd love to hear from you as well if you're hearing this so for the past three weeks in this series, it's not been um, it's not been like a downer, but it's been speaking into you know how do we experience joy in the face of the sort of resounding you know, dis- life disruption, resounding deferred hope, and uh, resounding disbelief, and and it's been heavy uh, a little bit, and I think it's okay to go there. I think that's where many people are during the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this week, it kind of turns the corner a little bit, and we and we look at how do we experience wonder. In the midst of that, and Chris, um, Chris's talk, I think, calls that out in a number of different ways. What were some of the, what were some of your takeaways from from what we got? Well, I love the wonder-filled moments because it's not always a season of wonder. Sometimes it is just a moment or an experience or a reminder that there is joy and wonder even in the midst of disruption and longing and doubts yeah and i i love the idea of being close to um the things that produce wonder mm-hmm. whether that's moments or whether that's people uh yeah, it's a matter of proximity sometimes yeah 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 and uh, i don't know wonder can sometimes feel a little overwhelming like you it's easy to imagine kids having wonder at christmas mm-hmm. but i think back of my christmases and look for the wonder moments and if i put the same expectation of wonder that my kids experience on myself i like I'm not sure what I'm looking for, mm. uh, but to be able to experience it through them of whether it's Santa and presents or the, the them getting the Christmas story and like talking about like me and my kids drove through. Uh, there was a, a drive through nativity uh, that we went through in New Brighton this past week and getting to watch them like get excited about the live donkey and like ask questions as we drove through about Mary and Jesus and the wise men. And like, it doesn't all click, but there's a little sense of wonder that's attached to the Christmas story and that experience uh, and the pizza that they're eating as they go through. That isn't the same for me. I get indigestion and I've heard this story before, but I get to experience a little bit of it uh, by watching them. So it's kind of cool. Chris used the analogy of um, the Northern Lights and how if you want to, if you want to experience the wonder of the Northern Lights, you, you can't, you, you have to head north. <laughs> you know, you're not going to see them if you live in Alabama watching NASCAR, as he said. Um, you have to kind of get out of the city. And I think I love that idea of saying we have to change our routine sometimes mm-hmm. and, and to get away from the noise and the light pollution, uh, and to be quiet, to be out where it is dark and we can experience beauty that that, that is there. It, it, it's, you know, it's here in the cities. It's there. It's just we can't see it. <laughs> yeah. We have to go north away from the city, away from the noise. And I think, Dan, you spoke to the fact that, that sometimes that doesn't work. <laughs> well, yeah, I, just thinking about the Christmas season, uh, I would get yelled at by my family if I departed 
up north for Christmas. You know what I mean? They'd be like, it's Christmas. Why aren't you here? Uh, you're supposed to be with us. And so there is an element of getting away to experience wonder and an element of we got to share the wonder together. And so we got to get close. You know, the other illustration he used from C.S. Lewis's Miracles was the train tracks, uh, that if you're looking for a train, uh, you're not going to see many unless you're by the tracks. Uh, and it brought to mind. They the almost tra- never come to you unless yeah. you're by the tracks. Right, right. <laughs> and if uh, they do, it's a problem, actually. And like, you know, I'm from Jersey, if you didn't know. So I think of like the subway station or the the train station in New York where, you know, Grand Central Station, there's people everywhere. Uh, and some of them are, are kids who've never seen a train before. And like, they're excited. Like my kids get pumped when there's a train because they get to ride it. Even like at, at MSP, the little, little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there, there's times to withdraw and there's also times to gather and experience wonder. Uh, and that's the question in the Christmas season is how do you do those? And I think if you look at the Northern Lights example and going north or being in a place where it's dark and above a certain latitude, we can look at that, too, as a metaphor for the times of disruption and doubt and disbelief. Because some of those latitudes, you've got long, long, cold, dark nights or even days where there is no sun, there is no light, and a certain amount of despair settles on you. And you think, what, is the sun ever going to come back again? But a glimpse of the northern lights can remind you that even though I'm not in the warmth and light of the sunshine, the sun is still there and it's interacting even in the dark and coming through. And I think when we are in hard, hard places, there are times when God sends us a reminder from another person, from scripture, from just an everyday event where he says, I'm still here. You don't feel me. You don't sense me, but I'm here. I'm Mm -hmm. coming You'll see me again. You'll feel me again. And we can hang on to that in that dark place. Heaven and earth have collided, Mm -hmm. are colliding, and will eventually collide forever. (laughs) It makes me think of Moses coming down from the mountain with his face shining. Like he he was in the midst of a tough season, (laughs) but yet he comes down after experiencing that moment of wonder, and the wonder is almost contagious. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's interesting. I think the other thing... um, stood out to me, I guess, was the idea, and I can't remember the quote, but I think you started to reference it, that like we often have, like for instance, for us as a church that talks so much about retreats and so much about missions trips and these mountaintops experiences, um, you know, Chris was very careful to point out, we also could experience God in the valleys, like we were just talking about, in those dark night of the soul kind of moments, and even in the mundane. What was the quote that he... Yeah, I've got it here. It says, uh, this is from Judith... Shulvitz from the Sabbath world. It says, we look, or we who look at religion from the outside think of transcendence as something that occurs at special moments in concentrated bursts of illumination. But people raised in homes where religious ritual occurs over breakfast and at dinner and in school and throughout weekends know that revelation commingles promiscuously with routine. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, because it's those rituals, those traditions and reminders do build something in us and so just like the choices we make with our physical health the choices we make with our spiritual health pile up and make a difference and the first time you make it you might not see a change but over time as you continue to make those choices as you continue to turn towards God to pray to read scripture to rejoice with others to pray with others and weep with others all of those things that we do as a church body and as individual followers of Christ add up over time and do make a huge difference down the line when those choices bring forth fruit and and joy is one of those fruits of the spirit but yeah, those practices 
open us up to wonder and to joy in a way that randomness doesn't. I think that's part of where, uh, you know, I think one of the reasons the Northern Lights one steps out, jumps out to me, is I'm, I interpret it kind of differently than either of you talked about it, and I, I think that's what's beautiful. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about literally leaving, <laughs> and I'm not talking about, um, but but I love that, that you, that you can't, <laughs> and always. And, and nor am I, but I love the way you're saying that about how in the darkness there are these reminders, these glimmers, these shining evidences of God. Uh, what I was saying was more, Sometimes I need to be reminded that I'm not going to be able to experience God if I'm so busy trying to fix my own problems. If in the midst of despair, I'm so you know going to Netflix and going to these things, these escapisms or these things mm-hmm. to occupy my mind. Um, I have to actually be willing to be still and be quiet and know and know that I'm guided. For me, as a, you know, I don't want to go too enneagram on this, but we talked about this a little bit. As a seven, that's natural, not naturally where I go. I want to, to escape lingering escape pondering brokenness i, I want to get to happy um but getting to happy might actually end up keeping me from joy if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's either profound or really stupid <laughs> <laughs> you know the line is very thin it's between a fine the two line, it really is um oh, yeah that's great uh only other thing i wanted to add was you know thinking about how do you find wonder in this season uh where do you where do you find the northern lights or the train tracks yeah. not just in a um I don't the the idea that comes to mind is stories, uh, where I, I think of sitting down and reading Twas the Night Before Christmas with my kids, um, and how do we manufacture wonder for ourselves? And sometimes, at least for me, uh, I hear those stories and I'm looking for how do I apply this or how do I listen to this sermon or the Christmas story and bring it into my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I think of wonder, wonder is rarely found when we try to like quantify it. It's it's when you're it's bigger than that. Uh, and so at least for me, I'm thinking, how in this season do I stop looking for the answers and just experience the story? Uh, what is the story I need to be exposed to? And you know, sitting here in the studio, I just keep thinking, man, uh, storytelling is such an important part of experiencing wonder. Not story uh, knowing, uh, not, not story that leads to an answer, but just story. So anyway, I, those are a bunch of unprocessed thoughts, but I couldn't help but think of it as we talked about the Northern Lights and this idea yeah. of wonder. I think of the the attentiveness to or the anticipation for wonder and joy that's important. Because if we go through our days thinking and even just throwing up a prayer in the morning of, God, I'm anticipating that you are speaking to me, that you are still here, that you love me, that you want to remind me of something. And I'm just going to look for that, not with a specific expectation or manufacturing it, but just that openness that reminder to be to look at the world in that way does shift how we see things and how we approach things and sometimes then we see something and we can just stop and notice for a moment and then let that feed us and and move on we've got the bramlet blameless bracelets maybe we need the look with wonder glasses <laughs> Ooh, i like it could it be rose colored uh seems off <laughs> um yeah and no, i love that and i i, I like what jumps to mind for me is if we start the day by going, this is going to be another day where I don't get, and it's not going to be, and I, mm-hmm. and, you know, and we anticipate pain or emptiness or, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll find that because that's what we're looking for. And if conversely we say, you know, I want, I'm looking for God today. I want to see what God, we're so much more positioned um, to experience that in the midst of the mundane, in the midst of the pain and in the midst of the mountaintop at the, 
amazing family Christmas thing or whatever that some of us do have. Um, and it, it becomes a reminder that we, God can be talking to us and speaking to us around just everyday things and that we can then turn it to what I'm going to look for something today to be thankful for. I'm going to look for something today to say, wow, God, this is amazing what you've done. Because one of my favorite authors, Alicia Britt-Scholey, says intimacy with God is attainable, but it's not accidental. Just like with any relationship, we might meet God by accident, see the northern lights when we weren't expecting it. But we can't go into a deep relationship by accident. We have to be intentional. We have to be looking for ways to love God, looking for ways to receive his love. And how Mm. do we put ourselves in that mindset every day? Yeah, I mean, as as with thankfulness, when you spend, what is it, you say three things you're thankful for, it actually changes, like, your brain chemistry and, like, will make you happier and more thankful and more more able to see that. I wonder if we could do the same thing with wonder in this season of, say, like, mm-hmm. what are some of the wonderful moments around Christmas for me? And then your eyes are more open to find them. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I think this sets up really nicely this next series that we're doing Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that is one of those God-given... I mean, as as we've been preparing for it, it is amazing how many of the Old Testament stories, like like God leads with, by the way, keep my Sabbath holy and also don't kill people. Uh, you know, I mean, like he leads with Sabbath. This is really, really important to God. And for most of us, it is completely absent in our routines. There's mm-hmm. not that level of intentionality around it because it, it feels counterproductive. It feels all these different things. Um so I'm excited to dive into that together. So before we finish the series, any quickly, um, any kind of key takeaways, stuff that, that God has spoken to you um, in this series at all? Yeah, I mean, I spent so much time in, in the idea of longing um, that the key thing for me is that we're not all in the same place um, and it's okay to hold joy and wonder in one hand and pain and loss in the other Mm -hmm. and know that God is there in both. Uh, and that there's a, there's a day where it all comes, you know, all there is is joy and wonder. Uh, we're not there yet and that's okay, but we can look forward to it. So yeah, uh, the joy that's coming, the joy to the world being that second coming song actually, mm -hmm. rather than the first coming, but that is the ultimate reason for Christmas Mm -hmm. that Christ came to redeem us and save us and conquer death and sin. And that is why we have the joy of the Lord, because it will be all joy when Christ comes back and creates new heaven, new earth, everything will be good. And right now we're in the midst of both the brokenness and the redemption. Yeah. And I don't think we often enough live sort of as an eschatological community Mm -hmm. that is, is you know, focusing our eyes on, on the future. And so much of Paul's writing, so much of what we see in the New Testament is Keep your eyes on that prize. Keep running the race because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and too often we we don't go there in in the midst of it. So yeah, I think this Christmas is the first one in a long time, or maybe the most I've ever spent not spending time in what God has done, but what God will do because of Christmas. Mm. That's pretty cool. Mm. That's very cool. Nice. Well, thank you all for you know. Thank both of you for being a part of this. Thanks to Kelly Lynn Graff, who has been working with us as producer and engineer on this. Um, before we go, before we end this season, I th- we thought it might be kind of a blessing, uh, hopefully to you all, to our listeners, but also to us, that we would just pray a prayer of blessing over you as you finish this Advent season. Hopefully, we'll see all of you at our you know Christmas Eve Eve services and Christmas Eve 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 Eve, Eve Tuesday night services. Um, 
But yeah, let, let us pray for you, uh, and hopefully we will see you soon. Can you want to kick us off? Yes, I would love to. Oh, Jesus, as you disrupted your existence to come down and become one of us, I just ask that for everyone who's experiencing disruption now, that you would give us eyes to see joy and wonder, even in the midst of the disruption. And God, as you have longings and desires that that mirror our own. Even as scripture tells us, you desire that none would perish. Uh, You take no pleasure in the death of anyone. Lord, as you meet us in our longings that are not yet met, uh, may we find hope and wonder in the joy that one day every tear will be wiped from our eyes. And one day your reign will not end, but will be complete. Uh, May we find joy even in this season, regardless of our circumstance. We pray, O come, O come, Emmanuel, into our brokenness into this moment, into the darkness that still exists. Although the, the darkness can never extinguish your light, God, may we, those who are wandering in darkness, experience your light. For those for whom um, believing that there is hope, for whom the voices that say there will never be uh, hope, there will never be a fix to this, God, would you be present to them in this season as we wrap up Advent? May they experience your presence and your love, your encouragement, and even your joy. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Blessings to all of you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and to all of you, night.